Hey, what's going on? Whoa, Jesus, that's loud. Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday morning podcast. Let's get this down here. Hey, 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 hey. All right, there we go. There we go. See? I don't need a producer. Um, it's, sorry, it's time for the Thursday afternoon just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. Yeah. And I'm just checking in on you. Oh, Jesus Christ. Overrated, underrated. We're doing this one early. Uh... Underrated, not having shit to do, not having shit going on in your fucking life, and the phone doesn't ring, you know, because this is the deal, someday you're going to have shit going on in your life, and you're going to look back to those days when you didn't have shit going on, and you're going to be like, what the fuck, I was sitting there stressing the whole time, I, I could have sat around and watched reruns of Mary Tyler Moore, could have watched The Price is Right. You know, that's crushing it right there. If you eat three meals in a day, you didn't go to work and you watch The Price is Right, and you have the fucking nerve to pray to a higher power that day, going, please, you know, I'm in a tough spot. It's such a cruel world, isn't it? Which, of course, I'd be stressing out, too. If I had nothing going on and I was sitting around watching The Fucking Price is Right, you know, eating White Castle, IHOP in the morning, just hitting all the fucking classic fast food restaurants. You can't enjoy it because these fucking banker cunts, they just want you to keep running on the wheel. It's unbelievable. It doesn't make any, f- the whole way this thing's working. You know, that fucking shit that that kid sent me in that they're going to be tra- trading futures on people's, uh, or whatever the fucking expression is, with people's carbon footprint. You know, I think that finally made me figure out, you know, without any sort of research or context to any sort of Bilderberg inner, inner circle, I think I just sat here and thought about it, and I figured it out because I didn't discuss it with another human being, so it makes sense, and now I'm going to say it to you. Um, I think that that's why they don't fucking discuss the population problem. Because they just, you look at us like the more of us there are, the more money they can make. Um, you know, I, I, I think I'm into the conspiracy theory now that you, like there's a certain level of sociopath you have to be the further up you go in the power rankings of the BCS, you know, white guy, you know, can't just blame white guys. You know what I mean? Although we're having a hell of a run. <laughs> there's sociopaths in all races i don't know what the fuck you know you see these fucking warlords and shit i mean they're 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 doing the same goddamn shit i don't know what it is cult leaders and all of that fucking crap they just don't give a fuck they view it like this is my life i'm gonna live from here to about here we'll say 80 90 years old you know if i'm lucky right and the world isn't going to end during that time so I don't give a fuck what happens after me, even to my own goddamn children. I don't give a shit. I'm not going to be here. Just have an inability to think that fucking far. Um, I don't know. The more I hear about, uh, there's a couple of candidates out there that are running for president that I'm going to vote for, and everybody's going to say I'm wasting my vote. But I am not. I am not voting for fucking uh, this douche Trump, and I'm not voting for that fucking idiot Joe Biden. 
Joe Biden's like the, you ever see like a fucking sitcom and they have the mom and dad character? He's like the fucking dad character and they gradually just write him out of the script. Because he's just not bringing, I, I don't, I don't fucking get it. Um, anyway, but what is cool, if you, if you don't just, don't, if you don't just listen to the pontifications of someone who doesn't fucking read or whatever, Joe Rogan had fucking uh, Snowden as a guest. I mean, that's a moment in podcasting history. I'd say Mark Marin having a standing president, Barack Obama, um, who's killing it out there on the road. Everybody talking about Kevin Hart selling out a football stadium. You seen what fucking Obama's been doing? Woo! Guy's making money out there. Um, so's his wife. They're like the Jay-Z and Beyonce of political people. You know? Selling the same arenas. Never wrote a hit song. Uh, oh, I'm back. Sorry about that. The fucking goddamn machine just busted. I was on a nice little run there talking about the Obamas and the Jay-Z's and what happened? What happened? You know what happened? My whole day went to fucking shit. You know, I was talking earlier about, you know, what's underrated. Underrated is having nothing to do all day. It's just scary when the reason you have nothing to do all day is because nobody wants you. You don't have a job. You ain't got no girlfriend. You ain't got a friend. Right? You ain't got anybody. I'm telling you right now, I'm talking to you homeless people, living out on the streets, listening to your Walkmans. I know it seems bad right now. All right, you're using a dead bird for a pillow, but just know something. It's all going to turn around. And someday you're going to look back and be like, you know what, as homeless, as sunburned, and as chapped as I was, I would give anything right now to take a nap on a sidewalk on a Wednesday afternoon just to have that moment to myself. <clears throat> That's something you need to learn when you're homeless. The sidewalk is always warmer across the street. <laughs> oh, Bill, what's wrong with you? I'll tell you what's wrong with me. Since my recorder went out, okay, which I would love to sit here and tell you that I handled like a mature adult, but I did it. I flipped the fuck out, as I did, since, you know, in, in your world, the magical world of editing, what I've done since uh, I, I just said, you know, before I said I was back to the point where I said I was back, I went, I got, I Ubered over, got my car picked up from service, I came back, took my dog, Cleodio, she's in town, I'm taking her for a walk every single day, I took her for a walk around the block, I went over to Federal Express. I picked up a fucking package. I came home. I fucking made breakfast for everybody. I thought people wanted smoothies. Turned out people wanted pancakes. I adjusted. I made my breakfast half-time adjustments. Came right back downstairs. Did all the fucking dishes. Did all the fucking dishes. Picked up my wife's little paper wrapper on her tea bag that she left on a counter. You know? This is what kills me. I remember back in the day when I was growing up and the military used to try and make you feel guilty. Go, oh, you do more before 9 a.m. than you do all day. Go fuck yourself. No, you don't. You guys are having a great time. Hanging out with all your friends, singing songs. Right up, right up. 
Right? Everything rhymes. You know? Fuck out of here. I'd rather go march around singing some fucking dirty limericks than fucking do a bunch of dad errands. (laughs) Oh, we're marching. Do you know what? That is a fucking pet peeve of mine as I'm doing it to you guys. I fucking hate when people tell me how hard they're working. You know? I don't like when people dunk a ball and start thumping their chest, let me know how awesome they are. I, I, I don't need... I don't need any of that extra information. I can look at you. I can see what you're doing. You don't need to fill in my thoughts for me. Um, um, I don't know, Kevin Hart. Um, <laughs> I'll never get over that. Never. So anyways, let's talk NFL football real quickly. Um, Jesus Christ, what the fuck was that debacle? You know, Monday night, Patriots versus the Jets. That wasn't even a fucking professional game. All right. And if I hear one more jackass on ESPN talking about the Patriots defense, how it's one of the greatest defenses of all time. Okay. They're they're obviously not looking at our special, our special, our fucking Patriots. The Patriots also did a Netflix stand-up special. All 40 fucking eight of them. Um, Although what's his face? Edelman, did you hear him do his impression of uh, Chewbacca? He crushed it. Um, But anyway, if anybody looked at our schedule, they won't realize that we got the Cleveland Browns this week. We are just feasting on bottom feeders so far. I'm not saying we have a bad defense. I'm not saying our defense might not be the greatest of all time. I'm just saying we haven't fucking played anybody. And I'm not going to fucking be impressed. If we... Do to the Ravens what we did to the Jets Monday night, then I, I will be, uh, I will co-sign on what they're saying. Not, not the greatest of all time, okay? But I'm just saying. I don't know what the, like, but I, I always take the bait. It's just ESPN's job to sell these games and tell you that what you're watching is the most unbelievable thing ever. And, you know, nine times out of ten, they're fucking wrong. But sometimes they're right. Like, I remember a year or so ago when Patrick Mahomes came out and he, he threw a fucking screen pass. And they I hope you realize what you just saw. And you know what? I made fun of that guy and he was right. Patrick Mahomes is fucking amazing. Um, I hate that he's injured because we're going to be playing him. And who want, what, where's the fun in that? You know, you want everybody 100%. So then when they, your team wins, then you can truly stand upright, strut around, and act like you made some sort of contribution that afternoon. You know? We get it, Bill. You ran a bunch of errands and you want credit. But did you make a tackle on Sunday? Huh? Did you sit in the war room making halftime adjustments? Jesus Christ, the Jets quarterback had fucking mono. It came back, looked like he had amnesia. Jesus Christ. Man, that was that was just that was an ugly performance. I got to give I got to give it. Can I give a shout out right now to Jets fans? You know, everybody talks about long suffering Knicks fans. You know, uh, you know, whatever. Jets fans, and you know what it is? It's not only that they keep showing up; it's the level of hope that they have at one and four. 
because they beat the Cowboys the week before. Did you fucking see them in the, in the parking lot? I know the camera's on, so they were hamming it up, but they really thought that they were going to beat the Patriots. Turning it around. That team the Patriots played in September was not these New York Jets. This is the second coming of Joe Namath. Every fucking, that's, I know. These franchises that live in the the past, that one time they had a fucking success, the Flyers, the Jets, all of that, you can't do it. Red Sox did it with all that stupid curse of the babe shit. That was fucking saddled around her goddamn neck, thanks to guys like Dan Shaughnessy. That was one of the dumbest, curses is one of the stupidest things ever. Do you think there's anything to it? Uh, No, I don't. I think we're just an inept franchise uh, to the point we have to make up stories about ghosts and goblins. All the players that played for the last 100 years were available for our scouts to see and draft, and we did not, sir. (laughs) But if you want to start talking about some fucking fat guy from 100 years ago or a goddamn goat, I mean, all right. Up there on your sports widow walk, pacing back and forth. Um, one of my favorite things to do is to argue with uh, Yankee. You know, I haven't even been paying attention to the fucking World Series. Arguing about Yankee fans about how great Babe Ruth was or wasn't. And like, I always, this is what I always say. I always say the guy could play in any era. But in this era, there's no way he wins his Cy Young and hits 713 home runs or whatever the hell he hit. Uh, I'm not saying he wouldn't do one or the other. He could be a Cy Young Hall of Fame pitcher or a Hall of Fame hitter. Absolutely. But he ain't putting those numbers up. And people go, why, Bill? You know, did you see Ken Burns' documentary on baseball on the fastball? Did you, did you, did you fucking see that? Um, I don't need to watch that. Okay. I don't need all the information to have a strong opinion. No. What, this, is what, this is the stats I look. I look at people hitting 400. All right. And if you look at people hitting 400, it happened on a regular basis, right up until Teddy Ballgame did it in the 1940s. And you know, there was times more than one person hit 400 in a season. All right? This fucking guy hit 400 over 70 years ago, and nobody has done it since. So what do people say? Are they going to sit there and admit that the people they were watching were playing in sort of a new thing, all-white sort of professional beer league. No, I mean, it's not a beer league, but come on. They don't do that. So instead what they do is they start inventing the ghosts and goblin things like Ted Williams' eyes, man. He could pick, he could see the seam. He could see it as it was fucking, you know, they always do that shit. Come on. the fuck out of here. You know, this should be an asterisk next to all those those. If you were fucking crushing home runs or winning titles or Stanley Cups and shit and the Three Stooges were still making movies, I mean, come on. What are we doing? Like the, just the amount of competition now that everybody's, a, a, uh, you know, allowed to compete. You know, the, the level of nutrition, like what you have to do to get an edge out there. The amount of game film that you have to fucking, you can't sit around eating hot dogs, fucking hookers on trains, and then going up there and just pointing, yeah, it's going right out there. He did that in a major league baseball game. The fuck out of here. All right? You got to study game film. You have to be like, you got to be like Tom Brady, knowing what the fuck you're going to eat nine years from now. Right? 
you, 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 you're fucking running with a goddamn tire strapped to you as you're carrying a desk. Whatever the fuck it is these people are doing. You know? You got to let air out of a ball. You got to film people from across the sideline. You didn't have to do that back then. Um, <laughs> now, obviously, if those guys all played today, they would be doing the same thing. Okay? They would also be, you know, taking steroids, whatever the fuck they would be doing. All right? Eating power bars and watching game films on a flat screen TV. Absolutely. But come on. You, are you guys with me on that or do you think I'm nuts? Or is it the greatest athletes for some time, for some reason, were just made 100 years ago? We're taking collars. Um, all right. How far? Right? I was five minutes on the first one. So I'm up to 16 minutes here. Um, anyways, we've got more football tonight. My LSU Tigers, my adopted Southern football team is LSU. My northern one is Michigan because of relatives. I've watched them my whole life. Uh, LSU Tigers have Auburn this week. Uh, they're going to get after it down there in uh, the War Eagle, uh, Southern Alabama. Or maybe it's in Death Valley. I don't fucking know. I, don't, I really don't have the time. I don't know if I've, I've let you guys know how busy I am. Um, so I've given up on knowing names and stats and uh, it kind of aligns with my knowledge of the game anyways. You know, because before I used to actually know the names of the players and I knew stats and then I attached it to my ignorant, uninformed thoughts. Uh, but now it, that I don't even know the names, I think it'll be a lot more palatable. Pal- palatable? Is that how you say it? Um, anyway, I did a great fucking, uh, benefit the other day for, uh, Crohn's disease down at Largo. And, uh, it's just one of those great shows that they have at Largo where it's just a mix of people that I don't think would ever work together. It was Jacob Dylan, Josh Homme, uh, and both of them played music sets. And then, uh, I went up and did some dick jokes afterwards and we had the fucking best time. And, uh, dude, musicians are unbelievable. They were like what they do. I was sitting there like waiting to go on, you know, on the side of the stage, listening to Jacob Dylan. And he had like two other guys up there with him. Of course, I should know the names, but I'm an idiot. Um, And how good they sounded. I was hanging there with Bartnick. I go, can you believe like what we're listening to is live? Like this isn't recorded. That's how good it sounded. And then Josh came out after that. And totally fucking crushed it. You know? Just, I don't, like, I'm, I'm always envious of the vibe that musicians can have with a crowd. I don't know, maybe if I wrote some nicer jokes. Um, I fucking hate where my act is right now. I was loving where it was at, and now I'm just, I'm, it's, it's fighting me right now. You know? You know, like when you're trying to make a point with your wife and she's not listening, so you try to hold her down, but she won't stop squirming. Um, <laughs> that is what I'm talking about. I'm doing that artistically with my act. How stupid was it that all those people got upset with that fucking guy? You know, everything. Is he going to be reprimanded? Is he going to get fired? I love how just like being an asshole now. The guy, he's just being an asshole. He's got a little champagne in him. He's being an asshole. Then all of a sudden, people want the guy to lose his career. It's fucking unbelievable. 
These fucking assholes. Like all of these fucking people that say somebody should lose their job. I just wish like the feds would show up at their house, grab their laptop, grab their cell phone and just pour through all their emails and fucking everything. And it's like, all right. And you just hold them away from the people and be like, all right, before we go into this, stop your crying. Before we delve into this, we're going to give you one last chance. Are you willing to delete your tweet about this person you've never met in your life? Or are we going to go into your smartphone and your laptop, find out all of your secrets, and you're going to go down with them? You have five seconds, four, three, two. All right, all right, forget it. You'd watch them all back the fuck down. Everybody's got something. Everybody's got at least one fucking dead pet that they fucking took a day out on buried in their backyard. Oh, come on, Bill. Is that something that we need this close to a weekend? Did we really need that? You know, every once in a while you fucking flipped out. You pulled a Denzel. You know, Denzel's always slapping liquids out of other actors' hands. They seem to have a drink in their hand, and he comes over and he fucking slaps it out of them. I always wonder if he says before the scene, uh, hey, what's your name? Frank. Frank, can you do me a favor? Can you hold a cup of water? Well, yeah, I don't really think my character's thirsty. I said, hold it, I'm Denzel! Right, and then you got to fucking hold a cup of water, and he comes over. Yeah, yeah, all right, all right. He just fucking slaps at us. It's one of my favorite things in cinema. If I ever get to do a scene with that guy, I don't give a fuck what my character's doing. I'm holding like a pitcher of beer or something. <laughs> fucking wardrobe people are going to be, oh, piss. Gonna be, oh, man, he's going to get wet every fucking take, man. We only have three of those shirts. Um, all right. Anyways, as I was mentioning, uh, listen to Joe Rogan's podcast. Uh, not like I need to promote it. Everybody in the world is listening to it, but Andrew Snowden is on it, which is just fucking amazing. I mean, Jesus Christ. It's incredible. Hey, you ever really been into something and you, you, you try to convince somebody that it's fucking cool and they're, they're just not having it? And then for some stupid reason, you just keep trying to convince them till it literally almost ends your friendship with somebody? I did that the other day talking to somebody about a Mercedes-Benz AMG E63 station wagon. It's basically a race car, but it's a station wagon. And this person could not get past the fact that it was a fucking station wagon. And I kept going, that's what makes it cool. It's for the first time I said, I was like, no, 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 that, that's what makes it cool. You know? And then by the end, I said it how I, I said it the first time. On the podcast here, and by then, you know, everybody in the Dairy Queen's looking over. They're stunned. Their ice cream's starting to pour down onto their fucking hand. It's just, you're like, sorry. I just uh, really like this station wagon. I'm telling you right fucking now, if I didn't love my car so much, and if I wasn't such a frugal son of a bitch, I would buy one of those motherfuckers, okay? I would put my drums in the back. I would wait until three minutes before the show I didn't have, and I would drive to a courtyard area. I would set them up and force people to listen to how much I suck. Um, I haven't been playing as much as I have wanted to lately because uh, of errands. And I realized um, I think I need to get an assistant. I think that's how rich people do it, right? I'm selling enough tickets, I'm paying enough taxes. 
I need to address the fact where I am right now economically. And I realized that once you get to a certain level of wealth, you either get an assistant or you adopt two inner city children. (laughs) That's what you do. That's going to be my thing, except I won't raise them. It's just so they can do my errands. Right now, the world don't move to the beat of just one drum. You guys are going to have fun doing all the shit I don't want to. Pick up my dry cleaning. Go to the grocery store. Pick up the package at FedEx. Quit your crying. Get on your bike. I don't give a shit. I, <clears throat> sorry. Um, yeah, I got in an argument about a goddamn station wagon. So I'm trying to prove it to the person. I go, look that fucking thing up on YouTube. And the biggest nerds ever are reviewing it. And none of them are, you know, if you just look up the car and you do a review, none of them, none of them have any audio about how the car sounds. None of them are driving around fast. They're all driving it like a fucking station wagon. It's just the nerdiest people ever. Like, this car intrigues me because, I mean, <laughs> it's a station wagon and yet it has... A twin turbo, 647 horsepower. That's all this, and they're just sitting there driving along. And then there's this one Southern guy, so at least you get to listen to that twang. He's like, I mean, I don't know why they made something like this, but I, I love it. And it's got a lot of pickup, and you'd really enjoy it. And maybe you could also experience on some level what I'm experiencing, except you're never going to hear the engine. Dude, one of the pe- person is driving it through a neighborhood Going around an S turn. I mean, I could have, I could have, I could have been on a fucking tricycle, keeping up, with, hanging onto the bumper, and not tipped over. So finally, what I had to do is just type in the engine, and then finally I heard the fuck, and then finally the engine, and then they finally get to see what it, what it's like. It's a fucking sleeper. And I actually, I was so frustrated with my friend that I actually went to their website. I built the fucking car, the color that I want, and the rims and everything. And then I took a picture of it and I sent it to Dean Del Rey. And Dean Del Rey immediately wrote back, that car is God. And that's why I love Dean Del Rey. <laughs> I mean, dude, dude, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fucking, it's a station wagon. All right, just just go get your Shelby Mustang, you fucking jerk off. All right, you can tell by how cranky I am that I'm I'm approaching 48 weeks of not drinking, and I would love to tell you that I've just left that habit behind, but I can I can feel it, man. You know, like in those horror movies where you're running away from fucking Jason and he's just walking, but for some reason you never put any distance between you and that. That's what my drinking is like. All right, I have a little fridge out in the garage, everybody. I'm not gonna lie to you. Okay, I got another fridge out of there. When I open that fridge, I'm not Bill anymore. My name's Hank. And Hank likes to drink, okay? Bill doesn't drink. Bill comes back in the house and he makes pancakes and he goes to fucking FedEx and picks up the goddamn package and makes smoothies for everybody. But I'll tell you, Hank, Hank goes out in the goddamn garage and he's a fucking man. Um, no. I actually have a six-pack of Miller High Life. One Bud Light and some 100% pure cranberry juice in my refrigerator. Uh, 
Let me take you through all of that. The Bud Light, I don't know where I got that from. All right? Cops ever show up and there's fingerprints of a hooker on there, I'm fucking dead because I, I have no timeline. I don't know where I got it. Okay? I'm just leveling with you. And then the fucking, the Miller High Life, I was making some sort of stew or something like that and you had to put a fucking beer in there. Some sort of recipe. I can't remember what. And it just didn't happen. So I was like, all right, well, I got these out here for when I have the fellas over, which I never do anymore because I'm fucking busy to watch a game. They can drink them. So I got those. And then I got the cranberry juice because I flew from Tel Aviv to Newark, had a four-hour delay on the plane, and then flew to fucking L.A. after that. It took me a little over a day, I think. And I think I had half a glass of water. And I got off the plane, and the first time I went to take a piss, I thought I had the clap. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm not out here banging hookers. Um, so I knew it was something else, so I just had to crush the water, and, and I just fucking drank that cranberry juice. So um, there you go. That's way more information than you needed to fucking know. Um, all right, let's, let's read a little bit of the advertising here, everybody. I think Mercedes-Benz ought to do me a solid with that fucking, you know, the way they're struggling, having won yet another, on their way to winning yet another Formula One championship and Builders Championship. But does that really have to do with Mercedes-Benz or is that about the team itself? All right, here we go. Oh, we got three reads here. Everybody feels. See me. Feel me. Do you experience stress or have anxiety? or chronic pain, or have trouble sleeping at least once a week. Let's be honest. All of those things suck, right? I have stress, yes. Do I have anxiety? Uh, yeah, I think I do. I have more anger than anxiety. I'm not as much afraid of things as I am angry about them. Uh, maybe that's, that's just how your anxiety manifests itself. All right, I'll buy the shit chronic pain um all right you're not alone many of us do personally in your own words please discuss the issues slash issues you have and know how it kept you from living your best life every day well i haven't adopted two inner city kids yet so uh I, i don't have a personal assistant so i still um have to run all my errands and you know i gotta tell you driving around in my car you know, listening to satellite radio, you know, after a while, you know, if I do too many errands, my feet get tired, my right ankle from going from the gas pedal to the brake pedal. And uh, that gives me anxiety. And um, for a first world nation, I could, I think it also qualifies as chronic pain. And then afterwards, when I actually see real people in pain, homeless people and all that, then I feel guilty. And then I have trouble sleeping at least once a week. I was searching for anything that would help with these problems, people. <laughs> then I discovered feels. See me. Fee- I won't do that to you every time. What is feels? Feels is premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. I love this shit. Um, I swear to God, it's like wintergreen gum for your joints. I swear to God, you put it on your joints, you feel like your gum had some fucking Wrigley's. Uh, what does feels do? Feels naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. Please talk about <laughs> how much do I have to let these people know it? 
Please talk about the condition you have and how taking feels has helped. Uh, well, my shoulders, I have, I have a frozen shoulder. And uh, I put it on there, and all of a sudden, it feels like my shoulder joint has fresh breath for the first time in months. Uh, it actually, yeah, it feels tremendous. Uh, I'll, I got the roll-on kind. It's one of my favorite. Easy to take. Place a few drops of feels me under your tongue and feel the difference within minutes. Oh, I got the roll-on. I got, I want, I got to get the drops, man. Real human support. New to CBD? Feel me offers CBD hot, uh, a free CBD hotline and text message support to help guide your personal experience. Feel better naturally. Feels works naturally to help you feel better. There's no high hangover or addiction. That's awesome. Membership. Join the Feels community to get Feels delivered to your door every month. You save money on every order and you can pause or cancel anytime. Feels has me feeling my best every day and it can help you too. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash burr and you'll get 50% off your first order with, the free, with free shipping. That's feels, F-E-A-L-S dot com slash burr to become a member and get 50% off, uh, automatically taken off your first order with shipping. Feels.com slash burr. All right. Quip. What actually makes a better toothbrush? Industrial strength power? Claims of miraculous trendy ingredients? Multiple models? If you ask your dentist, <laughs> they'll tell you. It's less about the brush and more about how you use it. Ah, this is sort of like a metaphor for dick size. It's not the size of the boat. It's the motion in the ocean. Is that what somebody with an average dick says? Uh, That's why Quip (laughs) was created by dentists and product designers to to focus on what actually matters for your oral health, ladies. Healthier habits. Quip's sensitive vibration. Sensitive vibration. Ladies, with a built-in timer, guide gently brushing for the dentist recommended two minutes with 30-second pulses, ladies, ensuring <laughs> and even clean. What exactly is this thing that I'm selling here? Quip automatically delivers brush heads to, every, to you every three months for clean new bristles right on schedule. The sleek, intuitive design is simple to use, ladies, comes with a travel cap that doubles as a minor mount a mirror mount sorry minor mount uh good habits matter i I really got to get glasses do you know i've been trying to kill this fly for three days and i I have a fly swatter so it just be a no-brainer i keep going to the right i was pouring my almond milk into my fucking juicer right and i missed by like a like not a bunch but like three gulps went down the side anyways good habits matter Good habits matter to live a healthier life. Fuck. So help from, so help form fresh oral habits with Quip. Quip starts at just $25 and you'll get your first refill free to getquip.com slash burr. Oh, free at getquip.com slash burr. This is a simple way to support our show and start brushing better. Uh, but you have to go to getquip, Q-U-I-P. Dot com slash bird to get your first refill for free. Go right now to getquip.com slash bird. Q-U-I-P.com slash bird. Oh, lastly but not leastly, everybody, it's Butcher Box. All right. When it comes to uh, meat, quality matters, but there's no more 
to it than texture and taste. Not everyone has convenient access to high-quality meat. Now the world don't move! Every month, ButcherBox ships a curated selection of high-quality meat to my home. All meat is free of antibiotics, added hormones. Each box has 9 to 11 pounds of meat, enough for 24 individual meals. Unless you're that skinny Asian dude who eats all the hot dogs and wins every year. He probably eats one of these every day. Training. Training for that event. Packed fresh and shipped frozen and vacuum sealed so it stays that way. You can customize your own box or go with one of theirs. Either way, you can get exactly what you want. It's the best meat shipped right to your door, which means one less trip to the grocers. Options like 100% grass-fed finished beef, free-range organic chicken, my favorite heritage breed pork, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, you don't know what it's going to do, and sugar-slash-nitrate-free bacon. I love the I love the heritage breed, breed pork. Oh, my mouth waters every time I read it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, with Thanksgiving right around the corner, now is the perfect time to give ButcherBox a try. Sign up today and get a free turkey. Free turkey! Jesus Christ, all the, why don't they just come over and cook it for you? Plus $20 off your first box. Just go to ButcherBox.com or enter the promo code Burr at checkout. That's ButcherBox.com or enter the promo code Burr at checkout for free turkey and $25 off your first box. All right, that's the podcast, everybody. Uh, thank you for listening. Have a great weekend, you cunts. Enjoy the fucking music here. And then you get an extra bonus here, a half hour. Greatest hits Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. See ya. going on it's bill burn it's the monday morning podcast for monday october 24th 2011 i'm actually doing it on october 25th that's two tuesdays in a row and i saw all you guys bitching about it on the twitter oh what's it called is it called the tuesday morning podcast lmfaoomg epic fail ow Go fuck yourself. I know. I understand. I'm a little. I'm a little late this week. I'm a little bit country. I'm a little bit rock and roll. Remember that bit on the Donnie and Marie show? Uh, those two creepy Mormons, just so fucking squeaky clean, it made your skin crawl. They came. They like. There's. A, there's like. I, I believe everything is round. You know what I mean? Round. Like one of those fucking wailing divas booties. You know? Like you can be so good you actually come around again, you become evil. You know? Like some of these outrageous freaks. Where they get so against abortion that they go out and they commit murder. <laughs> but let's stay away from that, alright? I think I've said enough things about uh, the bearded baby, haven't I? So you're probably wondering, going, hey Bill, this is two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. What's the deal? Um, I was actually flying back from Stockholm, Sweden yesterday. And I went from Stockholm, had to fly to Zurich, which is in Switzerland. And um, board the plane there. And then it was a 12-hour fucking flight 
all the way back to L.A. And uh, you'd think they'd just go a straight shot right across the ocean. That's not how they do it, you know, because the earth is shaped like a 50-year-old bowler. You know, you know, when you get fat as a guy, like we just put it all on in our middle. That's like the equator, your belt buckle. So, you know, that's the longest way around. So what they do is they did that even make sense. I don't know. Dude, I'm fucking punch drunk. It's like 634 in the morning out here. It's which is like, I don't know what, four in the afternoon, the way my head is at right now, the way my head is at, where my head is at right now. And uh, but it's pitch black out out here in L.A. We got it, Bill. You jet lagged. Stop making fucking excuses. If you're not funny, why don't, why don't you go take a fucking nap? Don't waste our times. Our times. Don't waste our time. Oh, Jesus. Um, so anyways, how they fly you back is they actually go fly up towards the Arctic Circle. <laughs> it's quicker way around the globe, mate. We went right over the fucking, what was it, Iceland? Then over Greenland, and then we came down over the Yukon Territories into Manitoba, Saskatchewan, fucking Alberta, and then back into the States. Um, I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about, but I had a great time over there. I want to thank everybody who came out. I would like to say kitos to everybody who came out in Finland. I'd like to say tak to everybody who came out to Stockholm, Sweden, and I'd like to say thank you to everyone who came out in London. And thanks to people in Copenhagen and Oslo because I didn't learn how to say thanks in uh, Danish or uh, Oslonian, Norwegian, you know. I'll tell you it's funny. I was actually being over there after a while. You started to pick up a little bit of the language, but uh, in typical American fashion. I mean, I wasn't over there long enough. I just started speaking my own language. In I would always I would say hello, but in an accent. I would just go, hello. For some reason, I would start talking like that, and like if you say hello over there, they know that you're 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 an American or whatever that you're that you're speaking English because they either say hey really quick or hi hi, <laughs> say hi hi in fucking Stockholm, Sweden. It's hilarious. You stand there, some grown man goes hi hi, and then a police car goes by. Wee wah wee wah wee Um, but it was an amazing experience. And uh, I sincerely want to thank everybody. I have fucking amazing shows over there. Um, if I do say so myself. Oh, Billy Boy fucking killed it over there. Uh, thanks to Charlie Murphy. He told me before I went over there. He said, go hard, son. They can take it. So I said, fuck it. I'm going to do my shit. Like I'm standing in the middle of Tennessee. And that's what I did. And it worked out uh, perfectly. And uh, the most interesting thing. The most interesting thing about the tour was uh, when I would bring up Hitler. (laughs) I got to tell you, if you want to learn some history, bring up Hitler in Europe. Because immediately people are – it gets fucking weird in the room because – Basically, wherever you go in Europe, for the most part, he either completely bombed the shit out of their city or the city you're in was on the same team with them. And there's a little little bit of guilt. <laughs> because I've been doing this thing where I, 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 am, I am on a mission 
to get Joseph Stalin to get a little more credit in the complete maniac psycho category. You know what I mean? Like anytime they make a list of the top fucking psychos ever, Hitler is always at the top. You know what I mean? It's like one of those Rolling Stone best guitarists ever. They're always going to stick Hendrix or Robert Johnson at the top. You know, which I guess is right. But I don't know. It's like, what the fuck? The guy killed, he killed 20 million fucking people. Stalin did. Hitler only killed 6 million. You know, wouldn't you think if you killed three times as many as the guy that everybody's saying is the most insane motherfucker ever, that your name would get thrown around a little bit more? I don't understand it. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? What's the deal? You know, it's, you know what? Fucking Germany. I guess killing people in Germany is like completing a couple of passes for the New York Jets in New York City. Right? Adolf Hitler is the Mark Sanchez of fucking. (laughs) He's the Mark Sanchez of fucking mass murderers. You know? And and, and fucking, uh, I don't, like. I guess killing 20 people in in Russia is like throwing for 400 yards in Seattle. Like, nobody gives a shit. You just got, I mean, you know, but you have like, uh, throw for 200 yards in New York. You know what I mean? And then they end the game. If I can make it there, I can make it. Right? With all those fucking self-blowing songs that New York City has. Concrete jungle that dreams are made of, right? So anyways, I learned all this shit about uh, about Hitler. So I, I went to fucking, oh, and I made an ass of myself because, of course, I don't know anything. I don't know anything about fucking Norway, Sweden, Copenhagen, uh, Denmark, fucking uh, Finland. I don't know anything about them. All I know is Sweden and Finland have a lot of NHL hockey players. That's all I fucking knew. Um, and as far as my World War II knowledge, I knew that Hitler and Mussolini were part of the Axis powers and that Hitler fucking bombed the shit out of England. And then I also know that he went head to head with the Russians and they retreated right before winter and the Nazis chased him in and then they got surrounded just like in uh, a Bronx tale. Then they closed the door right as it started to snow. And then they said, "Und now you can't leave, yeah." Everybody's gonna sound like a Nazi, by the way, because I don't know how to do any in a Russian accent or any, anything, you know. Wait, didn't I know one? Da idu. I used to play Siphon Filter, this video game, and there was this part that I couldn't get by. I couldn't get by this mission, and every time I hit reset, like you had to sneak down the hall, and there was this Russian scientist who was calling back to his female assistant, she would say something, you know, Strovia or some bullshit, and then he'd be like, da, idu. Um, anyways, yeah, I'm a moron. So this is what I learned. In, in Finland, this is their deal. They sided with Germany, okay? So they get shit, and it's embarrassing because it's embarrassing because they went with the guy who killed 6 million people. To fight the guy who fucking killed 20 million people. I don't know. It's fucking... They were basically... If you look at, look at them on a map, on they, they basically had the unlucky position of being between 
two of the biggest mass murderers in the history of the world simultaneously. Okay? So, you know, they didn't have an army big enough to fuck with either one of them one-on-one. They needed to make an alliance. So now you're getting into self-preservation. This is how it was told to me in Finland. Now, I know there's a lot of Jewish people right now listening going, oh, fucking Abraham, whatever, whoever the fuck you pray to. Who is your Jesus? Wait a minute. Jesus was Jewish, right? I don't fucking know. Anyways, he. uh, So this guy told me over there, basically, that they they had to make a choice and they, they chose Germany. You know, which. And he tried to say, like, we weren't down with that Nazi shit. We were just trying to make sure that the Russians wouldn't take us over. And basically, Germans helped out the Finnish people, and they put up this fucking Lake Placid epic fucking battle against the Russians. And they defeated them, which is an unbelievable embarrassment to this day to the people of Russia. This is the way it was told to me in Helsinki. All right? And I am a typical fucking moron. Because I didn't read up on any of this. One guy told me this shit, and now I'm going to present it as fact. So, um, I don't know. Anybody read about World War II? What do you think about that? Because when I look at it on paper, it's like, I get it. Okay, you got two, you're in between two psychos. You got to make a choice. Who are you going to pick? All right? The Germans make an unbelievable fucking car. You know? They're fucking, you know, they're, they're an incredible tank. They had, they, they were like the fucking Steve Jobs. They were like, uh, <laughs> like they had all the shit. And they were in Russia. What do you got? You got a bunch of fucking people drinking vodka. Who do we want to go up against? We want to go up with these guys who have tanks that drive like Porsches? Or do we want to fight these fucking drunks? Who got fucking dish rags tied around their their army boots? What are we going to do here? So I think it was like a uh, it was a fucking self-preservation thing for some. Because I think somebody like you sided with Germany. And just the second you do that, they automatically go, oh, you're fucking, you know, you're anti-Semitic and blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying they weren't. Not saying they weren't. I'm just wondering, is there another side to it where it's just like, listen, we were trying to avoid being nuked. So it was a shit decision we had to make. I mean, is there a right decision in that? Why don't I fucking read up on it instead of being so goddamn lazy and then having you assholes read up on it and then fucking tell me about it? All right, so that was their deal. All right? And uh, then if you go over to Sweden, Sweden remained neutral. I really, Oh, by the way, I brought up, I brought up Hitler, which bombed in uh, Finland. And I guess someone's backstage going, does this guy realize that we were in an alliance with Hitler in World War II and it's kind of embarrassing at this point? <laughs> and I'm standing up there, typical ignorant American. The fuck, you know? What are you guys, into Hitler or something? I'm making fun of the guy. Oh, I remember I was doing this bit like, like Hitler's always fascinated me in that I don't see the charisma I just see an angry, sweaty, ugly man who has completely lost his composure during the middle of a speech. Why didn't anybody go, like, this guy's a fucking spaz. 
This is the guy we're handing the keys over to, to bring us to glory. Are you fucking kidding me? This little runt. By the way, people are tall as fuck in Scandinavia and, and, and all those uh, Norwegian countries, by the way. The amount of like five foot two inch children that I saw, you know, who were so young, like their voice hadn't even changed. They're like fucking almost eyeball to eyeball with me going, I want to get some Legos in Stein. However the fuck you say <laughs> It's fucking freaking me out. Like, I'm just about 5'10". I'm like average height, so I've never had an issue with my height. Over there, I felt short, you know? It's kind of like Nebraska, where everybody out there is like 300 pounds and looks 6'4", and looks like they play for offense, offensive line or some shit. Um, yeah, like, oh, I, I see, it seemed like over there, like 6'1 was like the 5'8 or 5'9 over here. But anyways... So that's how I embarrassed myself in in Finland. I, w- I was going, who the fuck would follow this guy? And evidently Finland did. <laughs> All right. That was a moron move. And when I was in uh, Copenhagen, I can't remember if I told you this story. I brought it up. I, I called them Danish. I said that the people of Denmark were Danish, and then I lost confidence in it because nobody said anything. And I go, I'm sorry. Danish people from uh, Amsterdam. I didn't even say the Netherlands. I said Amsterdam. And then I go, what are you guys, Denmarkians? And I knew that was wrong. And then I found out after the show that they actually are Danish. Um, oh, oh, and it continues. When I went in Sweden, and I never told, I didn't tell anybody this. I walked out on stage and said, hey, it's nice to be back here in Switzerland. And everybody laughed, thinking I was joking, and I wasn't. (laughs) I always get them confused. They both begin with S. They're both in fucking Europe. They both have those blonde-haired, blue-eyed. You want to open the bank account? Yeah, not report to the IRS. Okay. That will cost you two golden frankens. So evidently, in Sweden... What they did in World War II was uh, them in Switzerland, they remained neutral. And before World War II, I guess Sweden wasn't shit. They were just eating potatoes. and fu- That was an Irish accent. Ah, Jesus, I'm all over the map here. They were eating potatoes and fucking meatballs and, you know, mashed potatoes and all that shit. They had nothing going on. So their big thing was they became powerful after World War II, evidently. And this is all told to me by Swedes. Other comedians, and we were we were all drinking at the time. By the way, I lost my sobriety in Europe, as I always do, but I'm back on the wagon. I've decided that I, I drink in Europe. How fucking obnoxious is that? <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, you didn't lose your sobriety. You took it, and you flushed it down the fucking toilet. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I was in, uh, where was I? I was in Norway. We're having a this fucking amazing like meal, and everything they were bringing over was just tasted great. And then they had this wine, and I said, "You know what? I wanted to go a year. It was a year and two days, and I decided to end the streak, much like Cal Ripken Jr. And he was like, "All right, you know, I went out like Cal Ripken Jr. I didn't go out like Brett Favre, you know." Laying there like I just got hit by a train. I didn't go out like that. I had two glasses. Of, you want to hear it? You want me to confess everything? I had two glasses of wine. 
on Monday. Then I didn't drink for two days. And then I had one beer in Finland. Tried one of their beers. Uh, delish. Then I went to Sweden the next night. And I had one of their beers. Some summer summer ale. No. Pale ale. That's what it was. And then I, and then I had some single malt scotch. And it was delicious. And I enjoyed it. And I'm done. And, uh, yeah, that's it. It's good. It's actually good because when I go to Europe now, I think about drinking. But when I come to the States, I, it's all been washed away. Like, oh, I'm in the States. I don't drink here. See that, guys? I I don't have a problem. Um, oh, Jesus. Um, so, anyways, Sweden. Let's get back to these motherfuckers. And I know, and I want all you guys, all you Finnish fuckers, all you Swedish sons of bitches, all you Oslodians and Copenhagenites to, uh, Please send in more World War II information because I don't want to read about it. You know, what is going on with my fucking recorder? Come on now. All right, so Sweden, this is their deal. They ain't shit. They actually used to own Norway, and then Norway got their independence in 1905, right? This is one of, like, the most moronic fucking history lessons you're ever going to get. Uh, so anyway, so Sweden wasn't shit, and then in World War II, they basically – remained neutral and allowed the Nazis <laughs> to fucking board their trains on their way to Norway uh, to fucking take over Norway, I guess. And they would just be like, won't we see nothing? Just like uh, Sergeant Schultz on Hogan's Heroes. And evidently they sold weapons to both sides. Huh? See that? It's all the same shit. Doesn't that sound familiar? If you honestly look at a certain country's foreign policy. Um, wait a minute. You went out there and you armed the world and made one. Oh, that's fucking interesting. All right. Let's let's continue here. Um, so I don't know. Where the fuck am I in this this absolute shit storm of me trying to remember what these fuck these guys told me? Okay, so. They totally sell out Norway. So the Nazis go in there. They start kicking the shit out of people because they have fucking, they got these Porsche Targa engines in their goddamn tanks. You know, everybody else's tanks like, <laughs> right? And their shit's just like, <laughs> they give you like 60 miles a fucking hour. Oh, it's, it runs so smoothly. Yeah. Right? And they're just fucking bombing the shit out of Ilse Blitzkrieg. Right? Bombing the shit out of people. Then what did they do? The fucking Nazis evidently go, okay, we need to insert a, a new leader. And they put in this Vidkun Quisling, um, who uh, I guess was a total Nazi sympathizer and that type of shit. They put him in. He, he shared their fucked up views of Jewish people. And uh, he actually turned over Jewish people to the fucking uh, Nazis. That's what he did. And he's so infamous now. And he's known as a traitor in Norway. And evidently, his last name is Quisling. That basically, if you're, if you're a piece of shit and you sell out your friend, it's called a Quisling. <laughs> Dude, you want to talk about just fucking soiling your family fucking name? You were such a cunt that you make your surname basically 
a uh, well, God, I'm gonna be dumb again. What's the fucking word? You make not not a euphemism, a uh, an expression for being a sellout trader piece of shit. Um, and there you go. And that's basically that's World War Two in uh, Scandinavia in one Norwegian country of Finland. That's basically what happened. Oh, you know what's funny about Finland? Finland kicked the Russians' ass, but because they were on the side of the Germans at the end of the war, they still had to pay, like, fucking reparations, and they lost a city. And they had to give a city, turn a city over to Russia, even though they kicked their ass. Um, now, let's get let's get into shit that I learned about as far as their... Uh, am I, does that mean my battery's going to die? I think my battery's going to die here because it's starting to fucking crap out on me here. Um... This is one thing I've learned as you travel fucking countries. Whatever countries border other countries, they don't like each other. The same way you don't like your roommate. You like him at first, and after a while, the way he clears his throat or fucking, you know, his whiny voice or the fact that his girlfriend is coming over too many times, after a while, you just fucking hate him, right? So uh, I guess the Swedes look down on the Finnish people. Like the Finnish people, they're like the blue-collar people. They look at him like fucking whatever. And then Finnish people just think people from Sweden are gay. Because <laughs> evidently the way that they speak, you know, I guess they have a sing-songy way of speaking. I, it was too overwhelming for me. Like all, the, all that shit all sounded the same to me. But uh, I don't know, man. It was fucking amazing. I learned all this shit. Do you know that Norway, uh, uh, Volvo comes out of Sweden, right? And Norway at one point was, I guess, so behind the fucking eight ball financially that they actually said, because they had gained their independence from Sweden, and they actually said at one point that they could ha- that they would give Sweden a portion of their fucking country if they could own fifty percent of the Volvo car enterprise. And Sweden said, "Go fuck yourselves." And then, like I think two weeks later, they discovered an unbelievable amount of oil. <laughs> in fucking Norway. And now they're all rich as fuck. It was like, the, it's like the beginning. If you don't understand this, just watch the opening song to the Beverly Hillbillies. It's the exact same thing. He was shooting at some food and up getting ground on a bubbling crude oil, it is, right? So now they became super fucking rich. And N- Oslo was like ridiculously expensive. It was like $9,000 American to get a quarter pounder with cheese. And I'm barely exaggerating. It was like fucking ridiculous. So evidently now in Norway, all those jobs like working at a 7-Eleven, you know, helping people cross a crosswalk, handing out flu shots, all those jobs nobody wants to fucking do. All those jobs are done by Swedes. This guy in Sweden goes, yeah, we've, we've become like they're Mexicans. Like we drive across the border, do jobs they don't want to do. And then drive back or live in little shitty apartments out there. Um, what is Finland export, you ask? Nokia phones and angry birds. That's them. Copenhagen, I don't know what they do. And that's it. That was my fucking tour of, uh, of I don't know, I don't know what, all um, Scandinavia plus Finland. I learned Finland's not part of Scandinavia. Did I tell you this last week? I don't give a shit. Has any of this been funny? I, I know it's been interesting, especially if you if you haven't read any bit of history, because this is all sounding factual and fascinating. I don't know how much of it is right, but if you don't like it, blame. Uh, ah, you can blame me. I don't give a shit. I was going to say blame the fucking Swedes who told it to me that night. Um, 
hey, it's nice to be back in Switzerland. Everybody, whoa, ho, 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 ho. And I was like, oh, shit, Sweden. That's right. Switz, Swede. The fuck you want from me? Um, we'd like you to be accurate, Bill. We'd like you to, if you're going to fly for 14 fucking hours, to actually realize where you are in the world. Um, so anyways, uh, once again, I know I was just joking around and all that bullshit. I want to thank everybody who came out. It was a fucking unbelievable tour slash education. I think you guys made me a little bit smarter, yet a lot dumber, because I have all these new subjects that I can talk about that I don't really know anything about. And um, Finland, to me, was the most interesting, because I was basically 300 miles from the Russian border, and... You know, flew over the Baltic Sea, and it was like I could really – there was definitely just a different vibe out there. Like they, they got this whole vibe out there that they don't have any rich people in their country, which is fucking hilarious because they have banks, you know? And I guess in Finland the big thing is, uh, you know, if you get money, you don't you don't – show it off that you have it so it's like how the fuck would you there's no there's no fucking way because one thing i learned doing this tour is people are fucking people and like relationship shit that i was talking about oh my god she tells a story and it goes on and on forever and i'm so fucking bored fucking destroyed 300 miles from the fucking russian border and i'm like this is the the exact same shit just speaking a different language so um completely forgot my point here what the fuck i was trying to say oh i know yeah so they're trying to yeah so you're sitting there telling me there's no rich people there there's no way that would mean that you have no greedy people and no sociopaths somehow you manage to have millions of people in your country you know yet you only have non-greedy people it's just complete bullshit i gotta i gotta show you guys this picture of this on the french riviera 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 that the uh, the Rothschild family built this fucking house out there, okay? And I want somebody in the banking system to tell me how you legally, and I know it's legal, but you know there's no honest fucking way. You should see this fucking house, this villa, all right? This thing is like the size of like nine Boston public libraries, it's absolutely fucking gigantic. And this is like a cottage. They, they are the biggest fucking crooks on, on, the, on the planet. They are the biggest fucking crooks on the planet. I truly believe there is plenty of money. <laughs> Tell me that I'm a socialist now because I went over there. Well, fuck you. I felt this before I went over there. There is enough money, people. There's enough money for all of us to have health insurance there's enough money for all of that shit, okay? If these cunts at the top weren't taking all of it, I truly believe that. But I am not dumb enough to believe that if you just give everybody the same amount, man, everything's going to be cool. It isn't. There's got to be a way where you can adjust capitalism. Well, you can't have like, you know, four robber barons taking everything and then all of the rest of us dealing with the trickle-down effect. But on the same level, you can't just give everybody, like, it doesn't make a difference whether you try or not. You know? You still got to have, it's like the Camaro. 
You know, you got to you can't just have the, everybody gets a Z28. There's got to be the rally sport. There's got to be the Berlinetta and there's got to be the Z28. There's got to be a little there's a little stars on your forehead as to how well you're doing. You know? Does that make any fucking sense? All I got to tell uh my fellow Americans is if you ever get a chance, you have to fucking go over to Europe. And uh, do it when you're young. And if you're old, who gives a fuck? Get a babysitter. Tell your kids you love them. You know, you'll be back in a week. Go fuck yourselves. Don't take any shit. Just like how I end my podcast. And definitely go over there. Uh, We landed in Switzerland. And uh, went on Swiss Air on the way back. And I just watched a bunch of videos about Switzerland. And uh, it would be an absolute crime if you never fucking go there in your life the French Riviera, any of this shit. And I know I'm sounding like some elitist cunt, but I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I am, I am ignorant of all of this shit. I went over there. It's, it's fucking incredible. And, uh, and you know what's funny is when you travel over there and that type of shit, when they start giving you shit about being an ignorant American, you know, most of the times you're more traveled than they are. They do the exact same shit. They don't travel as much as they try and act like they do. You know, and when they do, they don't really go that far. You just go, like, just look at a fucking map. You could fit, like, the majority of Europe in Texas. You know? So they, that's why they, they get to rack up all these fuck. Oh, I've been to fucking Germany. I've been to France. I've been to Italy. Yeah, really? I've been to Rhode Island, New, New Hampshire. My voice cracked in all of them. Um, whatever. All right. I'm done talking about Europe. Uh, I hope you got, I hope that didn't bore too many of you, but it was fucking amazing. And I told all you sons of bitches over there that I was going to, uh, I'm, I'm going to be doing this, this every year. So every year, you guys, you, you're on the list now. I'm doing the, uh, I'm going to do a whole run over there. I think I might add Iceland the next time. And, uh, I'm actually thinking of going over there twice a year. I'll do the, the UK one time, go all the way through it. I'll go through England, Wales, Scotland, Ireland, and then I'll do uh, Scandinavia, the fucking Norwegian countries, do all of them, and just hop right across there. And I found a new fucking place that I want to go to, the Faroe Islands, F-A-R-O-E. I want to go check that shit out. I got to bring Nia, too, because she gets freaked out by nature. Faroe Islands basically seem like the Galapagos Islands of the fucking north. All right, I'm an, I'm I'm done being a fucking liberal elitist cunt here. <laughs> All right, let's let's uh, let's get on with the podcast here. This is the Monday morning podcast, by the way. If you're just tuning in, uh, we are not on iTunes, okay? Because uh, you know what happened was basically I got banned from iTunes, and then Steve Jobs died. So I'm kind of like Pete Rose. I'm in that situation where Pete Rose got banned by the commissioner and then he died right after that and now nobody wants to reverse that guy, you know? And how do you go against Steve Jobs? The guy was a uh, a genius at telling people to invent stuff, as far as I can tell. Like, wouldn't it be cool if a computer could do this? I want to know where is the guy who actually sat down and made his ideas come true? What about those guys? You know? He's like the lead singer, but then the guy who fucking actually did all that shit. He's like the guy playing keyboards or the drummer or maybe the hired gun. I Maybe like the hired gun, like that guy uh, Dizzy who was in Guns N' Roses towards the end. Remember that? Izzy left, and then they got a guy Dizzy. Ugh. 
Was there any? Uh, was there ever ever a worse disintegration of a band than Guns N' Roses? They came out. They had their five fucking guys, and then the the whole thing it just all went to shit. It was like Mash when they had like three guys left after the fucking first season, and it was never the same. BJ Honeycutt, give me a fucking break. All right. Let's let's continue on here. Uh, Bill, uh, just an update regarding your advice you gave me about telling my friend about his cheating fiance. Uh, I vaguely remember this. This guy called up and basically said a buddy of his was engaged to this girl who was cheating on him. And what should I do? Should I tell him? And I finally just said, yeah, tell him. So you have a fucking clear conscience. So here is the update. The other week I was high eating a Big Mac. And you should have just said the other day I was in Florida. Um, and doing sales calls for my job when you read my advice letter. Obviously, I almost crashed, but my manager, but managed to call my friends that knew the story who also agreed to write you an email about it. Um, long story short, we talked after we each listened to the podcast. I love that you guys had a meeting of the minds after listening to my dumbass. Um, and the friend that presented the bad news to us broke the news to our friend. Oh, so we fucking told him. Uh, he conf- uh, and I guess the buddy, he confronted his fiance and as expected, things were only bad for a few days. Um, he doesn't really go into detail here. Come on, details. What happened? You can't leave us hanging. So you confront your friend and what does he do? He obviously must've been like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? And then he goes and tells his fiance said things were only bad for a few days bottom line we all got exactly what you said we needed a clear conscience sincerest thanks billiam um all right well i hope he had the brains not to marry her um please tell me he did that just let me know just yeah come on dude you can't leave us all hanging here this is like a soap opera now are you guys uninvited to this wedding that shouldn't happen or are you out there drinking with them now, trying to teach them how not to pick another fucking uh, poison twat whore? Let us know. Let's let's have a follow up. I'm, I'm I don't know about you guys, but you know this is like I just saw a great pilot episode uh, of a new show. I want I want to see the rest of it. All right, here we go. Uh, next story is fake fatty. Dear Mr. Burr, on the whole fat person topic, I wanted to chime in with a quick story of my own. Last week I was on the subway fucking around with my phone when some woman gets on the train and stands in front of me. From the corner of my eye, I can see that she was pregnant. I remember her rolling up her shirt like we were on a beach and she was trying to show off her physique. That's kind of weird. And she began to squeeze the bump like some stripper squeezing her breast together. I started to gather my shit when I noticed something about her bump. It wasn't a pregnant chick. She was a fat fuck pretending to be pregnant. She was excited when she saw me getting up. And once I saw that hairy, greasy, bouncing tub of shit, a lump of shit on her lower stomach, I remember feeling nauseated by it all. I then sat back down. Jesus Christ. The beautiful chick sitting next to me saw the whole thing and called me a jerk. I didn't say anything because I didn't want to start a confrontation with her. So I just sat there. So the beautiful girl began to gather her stuff, I guess to make a point, and get up. But then something caught her eye, and she sat back down. I guess she realized that the woman still squeezing her fat together wasn't pregnant. Uh, The woman sitting next to me didn't apologize, and neither did she have to. She probably would have vomited the words anyways. 
The woman pretending to be uh, pretending to be pregnant sucked her teeth, walked away, and mumbled some racist shit under her breath. Anyways, why are fat whores now pretending to be pregnant? Um, I don't know about that, dude. I think you saw one crazy girl. Uh, and also, you know something? Reading that story, halfway through it, she might have been a fat fuck who got pregnant. Maybe that's why she was lifting up her bat- belly to be like, look, not only is there a bunch of fat hair, there's also a baby in here. <laughs> she had a baby, man. Um, maybe she was pregnant. I have no idea, but that is really a fucking weird thing that she would pull it up and start mushing it together. Especially if she's early on in the pregnancy. I mean, what's that doing to the kid? Oh, Jesus, that's disgusting. All right, and here's the latest. You know, have I lost all momentum in this fucking podcast? You know, the old me would have described some fucking first trimester fetus getting squished. Um, but not not jet lag Bill. Not jet, jet bag lag fucking Bill who can't even talk here, who's sitting here giving a goddamn history lesson of a part of the world he knows nothing about. Absolutely nothing. All right. Um, all right. Here's the new, the new hot topic here on the Monday Morning Podcast. Dilemmas. All right. Number one. Bill, would you rather have a three-inch penis and make $10 million a year or have a 10-inch penis and only make $30,000 a year? Your penis size and salary can never change. I take the three-inch dick and the $10 million all fucking day long. You know? You know what's fucking overrated? Just having a fucking giant dick and fucking a bunch of women. Because eventually you're going to get old. I know you guys are thinking, like, is this guy out of his fucking mind? I, maybe it's just because I'm old now and I don't give a fuck. It's just, you know what you want? You want a nice house. You want to find a job that you love and you want to fucking make a bunch of money out of it. And then you want to get the sickest grill ever and then invite your friends over and have a fucking barbecue. Right? What are you going to do with your big dick and your teacher's salary? Huh? What are you going to do? Fuck a cheerleader and get in trouble? That's all the big dick's going to do. You know what? Maybe that's why you only make 30 grand a year because you're too busy fucking everything. I would definitely, I would, I'd take the three-incher. Jesus. That, that would be brutal, though. That would be brutal, though, uh, when you're first uh, coming of age, you know? I guess maybe not then. Because uh, hopefully you're messing around with a girl who hasn't seen a bunch, so she doesn't realize, you know. Then she, I thought it was supposed to hurt the first time. That was actually rather pleasant. <laughs> um, yeah, either one of those scenarios would suck. But uh, you know, dude, how long? In all honesty, how long does fucking last? Be honest. Let's say you're really going at it. Come on. To, to really fuck for a half hour or more? Come on. Uh, consistently? Consistently. And I'm not talking about when you're fucking 18 and every time the wind blows, you know, you're fucking aroused. I'm just saying, you know, you go in, you do, you know what you're doing. It's like you're walking in Home Depot. You're not wandering around. You know where shit is. You go in, you get it. You go up to the register, a fucking end. Deal is done. Um... Yeah, I would take the three-inch penis all fucking day long. If I have a 10-inch dick and sleep on a futon, what the fuck kind of life is that? Be an old man with my long fucking elephant trunk dick and my white pubes on top of it? 
<laughs> poking out the hole of my fucking tidy whities looking like the goddamn elephant man down there. I don't want to fucking do that shit. Fuck that. This is going to surprise you guys. Ask me more. You're going to really be surprised. Some of the- Would you rather put on a Jets jersey? This is number two. And walk up to Tom Brady and tell him to his face that he's the most overrated QB quarterback in the NFL or wear the same Jets jersey and walk up to Mark Sanchez and tell him with a straight face and in sincere voice that you think he's the greatest quarterback that ever lived. Uh, I would do either one of those. I, I would wear a Jet jersey and tell Mark Sanchez he's the greatest quarterback that ever lived because he wouldn't believe it. <laughs> he knows goddamn well he isn't. I wouldn't give a shit. I had actually I would I would walk up with the Jets jersey and say that Tom Brady's the most overrated QB ever because that's probably happened to him nine million times. I think every time he walks into a stadium, there's somebody with the other team's jersey on, tell him that he's overrated and that he's a fag because of his haircut and yada yada. He doesn't give a shit. I would actually do that. I would do that, and I would say something even meaner. And and I would do it right before the Jets played the Patriots, and then I would fucking bet a thousand bucks on the Patriots because Brady would come in and slice your fucking throats. That was an easy one, sir. Um, you got to go a little harder. All right, number three. Hey, Bill, I got a dilemma for you. Yeah, that's the topic, by the way. Dilemmas, Bill. Uh, classic pain versus disgusting one. Uh, right here. Would you one take a seventy percent? Power Mike Tyson straight left to the bridge of your nose, nose with MMA, MMA gloves on, or lick the dump that one of his disease bag pigeons leave on your windshield, and it's fresh. Oh, no question. I'd lick the fucking bird shit <laughs> without a fucking doubt. I would lick the whole fucking thing. I'd lick the fucking windshield clean rather than taking 70. There's no fucking way. That Dude, I'm old now. I don't have pride. I have brains, and I want to keep them in my head. That's The, the young man says, I take this, this 70% power punch both Mike Tyson. And then what are you going to do after that with your brain damage? What are you going to do? Hey, Mike Tyson, you lick bird off a windshield. Fuck that. <laughs> I would do the bird shit and I would invite all my friends and I would film it like jackass and watch them laugh their ass off. And if I puked, I'd let Mike Tyson kick me in the ass. Either way, I would be way ahead in the win column by not taking that. Dude, I got a little nose. It would not exist if he did. It would <laughs> It would be like a little paper hat and he would just flatten it. And I would look, uh, I would look a part African American by the time he was done with me. That's how much he would flatten out my fucking little pointy German nose. No fucking way. No fucking way am I ever. Because the thing about Mike is not only does he know how to fucking punch, he has that. He goes in and out of crazy. He'll say some of the most insightful shit you ever heard in your life, and you're like, this guy is a borderline fucking genius. And then he will just slip into this shit where you're just like, okay. Um, you just start looking for, you know, extra exits in the room. I like I'm saying this like I hung out with him. That's how intimidating he is. I've just watched shit there. So there you go. You know, you know what I, I should start doing? I should start, uh, we should start having like a football pool. 
You know, we should start posting these these uh, dilemmas on the mmpodcast.com, and then you guys try to guess which one I'm going to take. All right? So there you go. You got to see me play a couple of games here. You know what sort of scheme I'm running. Let's see if you can let's see if you guys can get in my fucking head. All right, advice on enjoying football. I'm guessing this is soccer or maybe this is American football. I don't know. I haven't read these fucking things. Bill, I have an advice question that could affect the podcast. Um, okay. Could you somehow explain the appeal of football to someone who finds the stereotypical football fan extremely offensive? To clarify, I enjoy seeing feats of athleticism and well-laid strategies unfold as much as the next man. And I'm told that football has both of those things. I think all sports do. However, I find that I cannot even begin to enjoy watching football for the simple fact that I find the stigma of being a football fan to be offensive. Oh, God. You know what, dude? You're, uh, who gets offended? Oh, this, this guy, is, he's a pompous ass. All right, here we go. You know, the mental image, shirtless, hairy, and somehow balding. What do you mean somehow balding? A lot of people are bald. I'm balding. Um, you mean yet balding. Hairy body, yet balding. Beer-bellied, face-painted, screaming morons. Uh, I was hoping that perhaps you, sir, with your apparent knowledge of the ins and outs of the said game, as well as the hoity-toity, New Englandly over-educated person accent that you sometimes... There's your insecurity there. I sound like a fucking moron. Uh, could explain the appeal of football in an objective way to the rest of us, assuming the answer is not, eh, if you don't like football, go fuck yourself. Um, well, look, sir. You're doing what everybody does, okay? You're defining football fans by the worst of football fans, and it's not your fault. It's like that shit I said about the Raiders. You go to a Raider game, not everybody is dressed... Like they they're gonna go see uh what whatever that what is that midnight madness movie that everybody likes to go see at two in the morning that I've never seen I, uh, that I always use as a reference I don't know they, like not everybody at a Raiders game is dressed like they're in a fucking musical the Rocky Horror Picture Show they're not dressed like that okay most of them just have like a Raider T-shirt on or maybe a fucking jacket and they're just going to a football game and anytime they pan to people in the crowd they got to put that douche. You know, who's dressed like Chewbacca. You know, or those guys going, this is our house, and this week we're going to fucking do it. It's like, you're fucking loser. You're fucking losers. Yeah, I don't know. That, that's not what a football fan is. And also, sir, you don't have to go to games. At this point, you can get yourself a nice high-definition TV that's cheaper than buying season tickets. You can get surround sound, you can get a grill going, and you can sit there in the comfort of your own fucking home and enjoy the goddamn game. All right? But um, I don't know. I hate the word offensive, and that's that's my fault. That's that's on me because just being a comedian, the amount of people, the kinds of people who use that fucking word, I find that, like, offensive. It's like, no, you don't. You don't find it fucking offensive. You just find shit that bugs you offensive. You're not the kind of person who's easily offended. You're fucking selfish. So this is, I don't even know if this makes sense, guys. I just get off a fucking plane. I had no idea. Look, dude, if you want to watch football, I would ju- I would watch it at home. Watch it at home. Pick a fucking team. And uh, I would watch college football. I'd start with that and then work your way up to pro or just stay at the college level. It is a fucking great game. Read up on the game. Don't be some douche who paints his fucking face in his chest and then just watches the ball and roots for a color. Um, it's all how you do it. 
you know, there's a lot of people out there who hate stand-up comedy, you know, because they define it by the worst of stand-up comics. So um, I don't know. I hope that helped you. I know I gave you a little bit of shit, and I hope I didn't offend you. But, uh, yeah, that's what I would do. I would watch it at home. Like, I don't go to sports bars anymore. I don't. They are a sea of fucking morons. And uh, it's for the worst of sports fans. They're for the sports fan that wants to sit there and is just waiting for the first play that their team does that actually, you know, goes well where they gain like eight, nine yards. They're just waiting for that to happen so that they can then turn to their right or left and just go all day, all day. Right? They're morons. The only good thing about going to a sports bar is seeing the girls who go there and dress like strippers with a football motif. Like they tie off jerseys and wear like thigh highs and they just, I don't know what they're doing. I think they're just enjoying people leering at them. Um, Why they would pick that low grade level of a human being to leer at them. I have no idea. Maybe they have some sort of middle, middle age gangbang fantasy, you know, and they wanted everybody to be dressed like Vikings, but Vikings don't exist anymore. So they're going to get gangbanged by some Minnesota Viking fans. I don't fucking know. Shit food. You know, the other the other TV screens are so fucking loud it bleeds into the game you're trying to watch. It's just I don't I don't like it. I don't like it. And then I find that most people in there, uh, if they have they know a lot about the game, it's because they play fantasy football. So they're just stat regurgitating morons and they can't really talk about the game. Oh, is Bill an arrogant cunt when it comes to sports bars? All right, let's go. Let's move on. Advice. Bill, let me start by saying uh, like your podcast. Thank you. Uh, you're definitely blah, 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 blah. I will try my best to keep the show short and sweet. Here's a little background. First off, my friend is a listener of your podcast and always and as well. What? First off, my friend is a listener of your podcast as well. So I'm I feel him hearing this on your part podcast will catch his attention as he realizes how it exactly relates to him. Ah, very, very, very well played, sir. So rather than you walking up to him and having the confrontation, you want me to do it for you. Okay. You hear that, podcast listeners? Evidently, one of your friends has written in and has a fucking issue with you. So let's all pay attention, shall we? Why don't you scooch your fucking driver's seat up a little closer to your dashboard? Let's pay attention. Ignore the fucking lights. Just, you know, drive like 35 miles an hour. That's that's a great speed. Plenty of time to fucking swerve. Uh, my friend, my friend uh, decided to have a kid with a girl he thought he wanted to be with. Let me just say, capital letters, bad fucking idea. Uh, this girl is off her fucking rocker for sure. I understand that most females have maybe insecure tendencies. I think most human beings do, to be fair. But this bitch gives it an entirely new definition. Um, it is to the point. It is. It's to the point that she literally dictates who we can and can't be friends with on various social media websites, as well as the rest, as is real life. Yeah, this is. And whose fault is that? She can dictate all she fucking wants. He doesn't have to listen to it, but if he goes, all right, okay, that's that's on him. Uh, the real point of my story comes now. Uh, well, thank you for wasting my time. Or were you just painting a picture, sir? 
Um, I recently engaged in a debate with his girlfriend about strip clubs. Oh, Jesus, was that a mistake? Um, now I suppose different patrons – I suppose different patrons of strip clubs have different reasons for going. But this girl has this twisted fucking idea of what actually goes on there. The strip club topic came up because a few of my friends and I were planning on a night, a night out, which included a possible trip to the strip club. Uh, once my girlfriend found out this was a potential destination, she flipped the fuck out for lack of a better word. Uh, this triggered a huge Facebook debate where she insisted that guys go to strip clubs to get horny. And if her boyfriend wanted that, why doesn't he stay home and get some action from her? Well, why else would you go to a strip club? You are horny. You have an inability to uh, get a woman naked that night, and you give up, and you just say, hey, you know what, fuck it. <laughs> why don't I just pay one to do it? And she'll rub on my jeans here, yeah? And uh, I'll bust one of my BVDs if you go to a real fucking skanky one. So far, I'm agreeing with her. Why else would you go there? Unless you want to go there and try and fuck a stripper, at which point you don't get the lap dance. You hang up at the bar and act like you don't give a fuck. And then from there, I don't really know what happens. Uh, first off, a stripper is much more appealing than than this one. What, the psycho girl? Even at the low end of the spectrum, but that's not—that's not—that's neither here nor there. Oh, he's saying that a stripper is much better looking than this guy's girlfriend. Oh wow! So this guy's getting dictated to by some fucking mediocre-looking chick. Ah, that's so sad. You know, that's like a chick. If you're gonna get the shit kicked out of you, the guy better be like an oil man, and you're living in a villa in the French fucking Riviera, right? I mean, if you have to get the shit kicked out of you, ladies, there's a dilemma for you. That's an easy dilemma. Would you rather get the shit kicked out of you by a substitute teacher <laughs> or uh, a fucking the CEO of Exxon? Um, all right. Survey says, let me continue with this. Uh, she also had an issue with the fact that these were local girls. And for some reason, that pissed her off even more. Well, obviously, because they live in the area, she's then worried you're going to strike up a conversation and bang them. So far, I'm on the I'm on the side of this this so-called crazy woman. She has this idea that her boyfriend is apparently a stripper magnet and can fuck anyone he wants. Okay, I see what you're saying now. I have no idea how how far off base is this chick? When she said the guys went to strip clubs to get horny, that really showed how fucking moronic she is. My real question is. What can my friend do to get his girlfriend to turn the crazy off? I've been trying to help him for years, but I just can't find the way. All right, let's stop here. Uh, sir, why else do you go to a titty bar? You don't go there to look at chicks and fucking get aroused? What, what do you go there for? To check out the fall fashion of thongs? <laughs> do you go there to drink $25 Bud Lights? Why do you go there? You go there to see naked women get lap dances and maybe strike up a conversation and get to fuck one with their kid in the crib in the other room. That's why you do it, isn't it? Hoping that their boyfriend didn't get early release from his assault fucking uh, conviction. Isn't that what happens? I don't know. Maybe I don't fucking know. Uh, but he said, what can my friend do to get his girlfriend to turn the crazy off? Uh, you can't. 
You can't. If someone's nuts, they're nuts. That's it. You just got to uh, you got to break up with them. You got to walk away, or you have to accept their craziness. Uh, you, he said, "I've been trying to help him for years, but I just can't find the way because there is no way, sir." It's like trying to uh, get a drug addict to stop doing drugs. You can't do it. They have to want to do it. So he has to decide that he's had enough. All right? And uh, what you need to do, if you want to do this, is just express the fact that, listen, your girlfriend's nuts and she treats you like shit. And it hurts me as a friend to watch this happen. Okay? You need to get her in line. And if you do this, this could actually end your friendship with them because guys a lot of times choose pussy. Uh uh, confirmed pussy, I should say. Confirmed pussy over the friendship with their their, their guys' uh, friends. But, um, you know, at some point you just got to say, listen, dude, I don't want to hear any more stories about this girl treating you like shit, okay? If you're not going to stick up with you for yourself, I understand it. For whatever reason, you don't want to do that. But I don't want to listen to you telling me stories about what a fucking psycho she is because it hurts me as a friend to listen to you going through this shit and you're not doing anything about it to stick up for yourself and it's, it's fucking frustrating for me to hear. So if you want to talk about sports, you want to talk about the fucking European Euro- Union or whatever the fuck you want to talk about, huh? you want to talk about the shit I learned in Finland, I'll talk, I'll talk to you about that. I don't give a fuck, right? What do you want to talk about? Talk about anything but that crazy bitch because I don't want fucking hear it anymore. That's your only option there. But other than that, there's nothing you can do. As I always say, it's that good fella's moment. He's, uh, he means he's content to be a jerk. So let him be a jerk. Let him get browbeaten because he's he's choosing the uh, the crazy pussy in the hand versus the possible nice two in the bush. Does that make any sense? Well, bush is in there. I think there was some sort of Seinfeldian joke in that. Um, all right. Overrated, underrated, uh, overrated, trying to do a podcast after flying 12 hours on Swiss air. You know, I feel like a boxer that's quit in the rink. I'm really trying to bring the funny guys. I swear to God. I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what you want from me. You know, you know, I feel like right now, I feel like, um, I'm playing like pop one or football and you guys are my dad and you just saw that I quit and that I don't have what it takes, you know? And for half a second, you're blaming the sperm that was in your nuts before you suddenly realize that you can just blame it on your wife. <laughs> all right. Overrated, underrated for the week. Uh, underrated sandwiches. We all eat them. We all eat them, yet rarely, if ever, hear someone say that a sandwich is their favorite food. They are more versatile than any other type of food, and we take them for granted. If sandwiches were women... They would divorce us due to underappreciation and take half of our shit. Uh, all right. Yeah, you know, some people actually don't like – I'm a huge sandwich fan. It's just the greatest idea ever. Take two slices of bread, throw a bunch of shit in the middle of it, and throw it in your pie hole. Who's ever eaten a sandwich and still been hungry afterwards? It's tremendous. You know, I don't fucking know. Am I still talking? Am I dreaming this podcast at this point? I don't know. Overrated. Sex. It ruins lives and marriages. Thank you, sir. Thank you. That's what I was trying to say, why I would choose a three-inch dick and $10 million a year as opposed to a 10-inch dick and thirty grand a year. Uh, it, it, uh, sex is overrated. It started wars and caused countless deaths. It's on TV and used to advertise the most non-sexual products. Your, so, your social standing and job credentials are affected by who you like to fuck. What? Your social standing jobs are affected by who you like to fuck. 
Oh, I guess it could be if you f- start fucking the wrong person. Yet after jacking off and releasing sexual tension, all of it looks stupid. Exactly. Rub one out, then think about it. That's what my grandfather always said. Even if he didn't, he fucking should have. No, that's it. That That is exactly it. Um, I actually got this giant fucking bit in my act about gold digging whores, and it basically comes down to that. Um... I was basically talking about Schwarzenegger and how he lost everything by fucking one of the ugliest women on the planet. Like, why the fuck? You know, if you're going to go all in, if you're going to put it all on the line, why do you do that with that woman? And everyone's like, oh, because he's dumb, because he's stupid. It's like, no, because a guy's sex drive is that fucking overwhelmingly powerful. And I swear to God, it's like... uh I really think that every day you should just fucking rub one out. Rub one out. And then fucking once you're done, clean yourself up and then get a sheet of paper out and write down some goals for the day. (laughs) And your life in the world would be better off. It's really, it's fucking horrible. We are basically designed... To keep the species going. That's how strong our fucking sex drive is. Women don't fucking understand it. And I don't expect them to understand it. And because it's so bizarre to them. They just look at it simplistically. That we're morons and that we're animals and that we're pigs. We definitely behave like all three of those things. But it's a... uh, You know... Our sex drive is like your period. (laughs) It causes us to do crazy shit, except it's not one week. Of, um, it's every fucking day. All right? There's no excuse for the amount of fucking guys out there who've accomplished all this tremendous stuff to lose it because of their dick. It makes no fucking sense. And I'm telling you. These fucking ladies who go on TV and just say he's an idiot, he's a pig, he's stupid, they're, 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 they don't get it. They just don't get it. But I understand why they don't get it. You'd have to have a dick to fucking understand it. That's one of the greatest fucking overrateds ever. Just imagine how successful and how fucking driven you could be if you had your dick in check. You know, if you could walk away from that girl you shouldn't be fucking around with. Just think about that. How many years would you get back in your life? How many nights? How much more happiness would be in your life if you just listened to your dick 30% less? Think about that. I'm telling you. I don't know, but you're really fucking with nature because nature made women so fucking beautiful and guys so fucking horny that you can't resist it. There's a reason for that. It keeps us it keeps us fucking going. And I think that's going to be my final uninformed thought. I've already acted as though I'm a historian and now I'm putting on a white lab coat and I'm discussing our basically the the makeup of our DNA. Um <laughs> Oh shit. So uh that is the podcast for this week. How much time did I do? An hour and 5. An hour and five. From the bottom of my fucking American heart, I want to thank everybody in Scandinavia, 
everybody in Finland, everybody in England who came out to my shows. It was an unbelievable education as much as I sounded like a moron. I had – it was one of the best tours I've ever done just as far as getting to see things that I, I never would have got to see if I never took the chance to tell jokes. So I'm unbelievably thankful for it. And uh, the amount of fucking people when I was over there asked me, why would you come here? And it kind of became this running joke between me and Nia because we're big fans of that movie uh, No Country for Old Men. Old Men. Jesus, I'm so fucking tired. No Country for Old Men. You know when when everyone kept saying to the psycho there, you don't have to do this? And he's like, everybody always says that, right? That was the same thing. Someone said, why Why would you come here? Stockholm, Sweden. Because it's fucking beautiful? I don't know. Because why wouldn't you? If you could. No, it's my game plan. I want to go over there and start selling out shows. Uh, come over there once a year. Make some fucking francs and kronas and whatever. And then fucking go fly to another part of Europe I've never been to for like two, three days. I want to go down to the French Riviera and I want to stand outside that Rothschild house and wait for one of them to come out. I just want to see what one of them looks like. And just stand there like... <laughs> Nine miles away at the bottom of their driveway. The biggest bullhorn ever. Yeah, you fucking piece of shit. Slave owner. Slave owner. That's what I realized. That's what that villa is that we're going to have a picture of. That is, they are the plantation owners. They're trying to become the plantation owners of the universe. That's what fucking (laughs) the bankers are. Um, it's just fucking unreal. Do you realize if you get a 30-year mortgage and you pay it off in five fucking years, let's say you do that, all right? What percentage of that into a 30-year loan is that? Let's see if I can do this math. This will be your last laugh of the fucking week. Let's, okay. 10% would be a third, right? So you cut that in half. All right, so that's about 15, we'll say 15, 16% of the loan. Okay, no, you pay it off. In basically 15% of the actual time that they gave you to pay it off, okay? But for some reason, if it takes you five years into that loan, you still give them like fucking, I swear to God, like 30% of the interest that they would have got if it took you 30 years in. How the fuck does that work? How the fuck is that legal? So even if you pay it off in five fucking years... You still, if you talk about how much you paid for the house, plus the maintenance, plus all the interest, the amount of time you're going to have to hold on to the house just to hopefully fucking break even before your kidneys fail and you got to sell the house because your insurance company tells you to go fuck yourself. And then they get another 30-year-old in here to do it all over again. They're fucking criminals. Absolute fucking criminals. But it's all legal. It's all fucking legal, man. Um, all right, that's it. That's the podcast for this week. Uh, talk. Key to. Did I say it? I don't fucking know. Thank you. Go fuck yourselves. I'll talk to you sons of bitches uh, next week. All right. I spy Vivian girls on the R. Up